0: It's good to be here again. Um, I want to particularly say a big thank you to you for having to do this with me over the past um, few weeks. Uh, we couldn't post the podcast on Tuesday as earlier promised, maybe because I have I had some functions to do, so I couldn't do that on Tuesday. But hey, God is good, and I'm here today, and we're having to read through chapter 17 and 18 but it's very important that I know how this reading journey has been for you thus far. What exactly have you gotten out of this? What has changed in your life because you have been reading this? What have changed about your mindset? What? new perspective do you have as a result of this journey we have been taking together? I have come to see a lot of things. My perspective about a lot of things has changed. So I want to hear yours, alright? So at the end of this podcast, we'll be giving you an opportunity to send in your messages um, maybe directly to me if you don't mind or there is a slot um, when you listen on Spotify or Anchor, there is a slot that gives you the opportunity to say how this podcast has been for you. So um, I'll ask that question so you can drop your comment and let us know how the podcast has been for you over the past few weeks of this journey. Alright, so I, I wouldn't waste much of your time. Let's jump into reading chapter 17 and 18 of How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagen. Hey there, if you're just joining my podcast, my name is Amici Victor Okeke and this is Voice of Eden Podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here again. I'm so delighted that you have been doing this with me over the past few weeks. Chapter 17, Feelings, the Voice of the Body The Spirit Itself, in bracket, Himself, close bracket, Beareth Witness with Our Spirits, Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Too often, people think that the witness this verse is talking about is a physical something. It is not. It is a spiritual something. It is the Spirit of God bearing witness with our spirit. He does not bear witness with our bodies. You cannot go by physical feeling. We confuse things by the way we talk. We say, I feel God's presence. No, we don't. We sense His presence spiritually. Use the word feeling advisedly. It leaves the wrong impression that it is a physical feeling. Don't mix the physical with it. Feeling is the voice of the body. Reason is the voice of the soul or the mind. Conscience is the voice of the spirit. To go by feeling is to get into trouble. This is the reason so many Christians are up and down. I call them yo-yo Christian and in and out. They go by their feelings. They don't walk by faith. They don't walk by their spirits. When they feel good, they say, Glory to God, I am saved, Hallelujah, I am filled with the Spirit, everything is fine. When they feel bad, their faces are long and they say, I have lost it all, I don't feel like I did, so I must be backslidden. I hear people, bless their hearts, talking about being in the valley, then being on the mountaintop, then getting back down in the valley again. I have never been in the valley I have been saved more than 50 years and I have never been anywhere but on the mountaintop. You do not have to get down in the valley. People talk about valley experiences. I have never had any valley experiences. Oh yes, there have been tests and trials but I was on the mountaintop all the time, shouting my way through, living above the tests and trials. A woman we had pastored in years gone by came to a meeting where we were and told us about her 39-year-old daughter. They were about to operate on her when they discovered she had a tumour. Then they also found through hospital tests that she was a diabetic. They were trying to get the diabetic condition under control when she went into a coma. Three doctors said she would never regain consciousness, she would die. This mother said, will you lay your hands on these handkerchiefs? I did and we prayed. Then that mother got on a bus and rode 300 miles back to the hospital where her daughter laid unconscious. She reached under the oxygen tent and laid the handkerchief on her daughter's chests. The minute it touched her, she revived. She was healed, born again filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues all in one application. The nurses got excited and called the doctor. The doctor said, this is wonderful that she had regained consciousness but she must remain quiet. He gave her a shot to quiet her down but it never did take effect. She just kept on speaking in tongues and shouting I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. The next day they began to run tests. Her blood was perfect. She no longer had diabetes. Then they couldn't find the tumor. It had disappeared. After several days, they dismissed her. This woman told my wife and me sometime later that the doctor said, we won't charge you anything. We didn't do anything. A higher power than us did it. Now, three years later, when she was 42 years old, Her sister brought her to our doors at 2 o'clock one morning. She had another tumour. I thought she had come to be healed. So I said, You can be healed again. We will just lay hands on you. She said, With tears, Brother Hagen, I don't really care whether I get healed or not. Really, If I could just get back to where I was with God, I would just as soon die and go on to heaven. When she said this, I assumed she must have backslidden. She looked so sad. I just knew she must have committed some terrible sin. So I said, the Lord will forgive you and I went through what the Bible says about that. Then I said, we'll all just kneel down here by the couch. My wife and the woman's sister were there too. I will kneel beside you. Now you don't have to confess to me but tell the Lord about it and he will forgive you. She looked up at me and said, brother Hagen." I have searched my heart and as far as I know, I haven't done anything wrong. I got aggravated, I had gotten to bed late, I was driving a distance and holding meetings every night and just right in the middle of a good sound sleep early in the morning came this knocking at the door that woke us up. I guess I did speak harshly to her, I know I did. I said, get up from the floor, sit down there on that couch, I was disgusted, if you haven't done anything wrong. What in the world makes you think you have to get back to God? Well, she said, I don't feel like I used to. I said, what has that got to do with it? If I were going by feeling, half the time when I get up to preach, I would announce that I must be backsliding. She looked at me. Do you mean preachers are that way too? I said, yes, we are just as human as anyone else. In fact, if I were going by feelings right now, I would be having you pray for me. I don't feel a thing. I haven't felt a thing since you got here." She said, What do you do then? How do you pray through? I said, I don't pray through. I am already through. A Christian ought to walk through, he ought to be through, living in fellowship with God every day, every minute, every hour. She said, What do you do then? Well, I said, Just sit here and watch me. I am going to close my eyes and pray, but you keep your eyes open. Then I prayed, Dear Lord, I am so glad that I am a child of God. I am so glad I am saved. I am so glad I have been born again. I don't feel anything, but that has nothing to do with it. My inward man is a new man. My inward man is a new creature in Christ. I want to thank you that not only am I born again, but I am filled with the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit reside in me. I want to thank you for that, hallelujah. I don't feel anything but I said it anyhow. Then when I confessed that, in my spirit, he was in there all the time. Something began to bubble up inside of me. It was a move and manifestation of the Spirit of God. I still did not feel anything but in my spirit, I could sense that bubbling. It got up in my throat. I began to laugh. There's a laughter in the spirit. I began to speak in tongues. This lady said, the expression on your face changed. Your face just lit up. I said, that was in there all the time. Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that was in him. I just stirred up what I had in me all the time. She said, can I do that? I said, yes, you can. She did. She stirred up what was in her all the time. I do not remember even praying about the tumor. The last account I heard of her, it had disappeared. Base your faith on the Word, not on your feelings. Romans 8 16 does not say that the Spirit beareth witness with our bodies or with our feelings. Smith Wigglesworth, the great English apostle of faith, said, I am not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. I cannot understand God by feelings. I understand God by what the Word says about Him. I understand the Lord Jesus Christ by what the word says about him. He is everything the word says he is. You cannot understand yourself by feeling. Understand yourself as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian by what the word of God says about you. And when you read what the word says about you, then whether you feel it or not, say, Yes, that is me. I have that. The word says I have that. I can do what the Word says I can do, I am what the Word says I am. You will begin to develop spiritually then, and it is with your spirit that the Holy Spirit beareth witness. Chapter 18 Help from within. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. John chapter 16, verse 13. Let's notice some things Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John 16, verse 13. He will guide you into all truth. He will lead you. He will guide you. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. The Holy Spirit does speak. Whatever he hears God say, whatever he hears Jesus say, he will speak to your spirit. Where is he to speak? He is in your spirit and that is where he speaks. He doesn't speak out in the air somewhere. He speaks on the inside. The Holy Spirit passes God's message onto your spirit either by an inward witness, by the still small voice, the voice of your conscience or by an inward voice which is the more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come I do not believe that just means the Holy Spirit will show us about future events as recorded in the Word of God. It also means that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. In my own individual life for instance, there has never been a death in our close family that I did not know about in advance. I knew two years ahead of time that my father-in-law was going to die so I began to prepare my wife for his death. She was his only daughter, the baby of the family and very close to her father. I knew she would take it hard. So I began to say to her, Honey, you know Mr. Ruka is getting old. Then over the next two years, I dropped the word here and there just getting her ready. I was away in a meeting when the telephone call came. After the service one night, I was sitting in the hotel. The phone rang. Something in me said, That's for you. This is what you have been talking about for two years now. Within 28 days, he was in heaven. You are not unprepared when you know things ahead of time. John chapter 14 verse 26 But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit shall teach you, he shall bring all things to your remembrance. People often ask me how I remember things. At one time, I could quote three fourths of the New Testament. How do you memorize scripture? I always answer, I never memorized scripture in my life. I know nothing about memorization. I suppose you could develop your mind if you work at it. But I just get to talking and it rises up in me. The Holy Spirit brings it to my remembrance. He is inside of me. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come and bring things to your remembrance if you will learn to cooperate with Him. All right, guys, that's the end of chapter 18. Chapter 18 talks about the help from within. All right, so let's just briefly look at chapter 17. I'll share my thoughts and we'll jump to chapter 18. I'll share my thoughts and we would call it a day. All right, so chapter 17 spoke about um, the voice of the body, that's feeling. What stood out for me in chapter 17 was what Smith Wigglesworth said. And he said, I'm not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I see. I am moved by what I believe and I can't understand God by feeling. I can only understand God by what the Word of God says about him. We we need to learn to separate our feelings from what is real. Someone said, what you feel is real, but it is not always true. He said, what you feel is real. You feel that you are, you are low, you are sad, you are depressed is real. It is real to you. It is a real feeling, but it is not always true. What is true is what the Word of God says about your situation. So, whatever you may have found yourself in now or whatever you are in at the moment, I want you to understand that the way you feel is real. But sit down and ask yourself, is it true? What I'm feeling, what I'm afraid of, is it true? And remember, truth is relative. You need to understand that what is truth, what is true is only what the Word of God has said about that situation. So, if the doctor is saying you have cancer, is that true? It may be real. Cancer may be there in your body but does the word of God say, Chioma has cancer, Susan has cancer, um, David has cancer, Joseph has cancer? Does the word of God say that about you? So you need to find out what the word of God said and disregard the way you feel. There are so many times we don't pray because we don't feel like it and, and from this chapter, if we rely on feeling before we pray, we will notice that we will never spend time to pray or we will never create time to pray. You need to pray regardless of how you feel about it. Whether you feel like it or not, you need to spend time to pray. Alright? So, chapter 18 spoke about help from within which is the Spirit of God. One thing I know is that we need to be very honest with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says that He would guide us into all truth. The thing is this there is a truth that is called all truths all right we can't find that out if the holy spirit doesn't guide us into them we can't find the truth if the holy spirit doesn't guide you into it you can be believing something that is wrong because the holy spirit you did the holy spirit didn't guide you into it so this chapter is saying that there's a help that comes from within into finding the truth which is from the holy spirit There's a help that comes from within. We need to trust the help of the Holy Spirit. Trust the help. Receive the help of the Holy Spirit. So I want to pray with you right now. You who has been struggling, wondering if things will work out, wondering when this is going to end, wondering what exactly is happening. I pray that you receive the help of the Holy Spirit. He's there, ever present to help you. He's there to guide you. He's there to comfort you i'm emphasizing more on the guidance of the holy spirit in searching for who to marry what what city to go to what job to start the holy spirit will guide you into all truth all right guys so thank you so much for doing this for me i believe this chapter was a blessing to you because it it was it is and it will continue to be a blessing to me so if it has blessed you like i said earlier drop a comment and let us know Um, how the reading journey has been so far for you what has changed about your mindset how it has helped you what has it done to your perspective to the way you view life and the way you see life all right so share it with me and um, i will be very glad to hear from you finally you can also share with your friends and family members all right thank you so much for doing this again with me i'll see you on friday yes friday morning god bless you and have an amazing day bye Hi there, my name is Abmechi and I'm the anchor of Voice of Eden. from this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest.